Hello and welcome back to Logically in Love, or if this is your first episode, hello, my name is Savannah Gamblin. I am a psychology student on my way to earning my doctorates, and I am so excited to have you here. This is a podcast where we break down problems or issues that can arise in relationships, whether it's with yourself, your friends, family, or your partner, and we kind of explain the psychology that goes on behind these issues and how we can use that to find a solution. And I am just so freaking ecstatic because last week's episode doubled in the numbers of downloads that I thought I was going to have. I had like a number in my head and you guys are so amazing. We doubled those numbers. So thank you guys so much. You have been posting on your stories and sharing with your friends and it just means the world to me. But anyways, so if you haven't listened to last week's episode, which (coughs) totally should because they go in order, but anyways, not my biznatch. If you have not listened to last week's episode, it is the nine month rule. I do kind of want to do a little clarification When I say the nine-month rule, it is not a set-in-stone nine months, right? Because it's essentially more about the phases that go on, the cupcake stage, the unraveling, and the realization stage. Some people go through all three stages in a matter of three or four months. Some people go through them in a matter of three to five years, and that's why we see some people break up after being together for so long. It's like, what the heck? How does that happen? Well, not everybody goes through these phases at the same pace, right? So I did want to kind of clarify that, but I explained basically the cupcake stage, the unraveling stage, and the realization stage. And the realization stage is the big one that we're kind of focusing on, which is the part in your relationship where you feel stuck. You either feel stuck because you keep having the same fight. Maybe there's some problems going on and you just can't figure out how to solve them. Or maybe there's not a lot of passion still. Or your communication strategies are just not working the same anymore. Or you keep butting heads because I know that in past relationships, I've gone through phases where we are the best of friends, and then in another part of our relationship, we're just butting heads over literally everything. So these are just some examples of what can go on during this realization stage that makes you kind of realize, huh, there's some shit we need to get to the bottom of in order for this relationship to stay healthy and continue in a healthy way. So the first reason out of the three reasons I gave why you could be stuck in this stage is you might be afraid to be alone. And that is playing a role into your relationship because you are acting in unhealthy ways and giving off unhealthy behaviors. What I mean by that, when you're afraid to be alone in a relationship, all that really is, is your brain protecting you. Okay, so I call it the caveman brain because there's lots of situations where we kind of just go into survival mode, and this is one of them. When we were cavemen, we relied on our pack or our group or our tribe, and in order to survive, we had to be with other people. So if you were around more people 
or had your significant other and you guys had each other's backs, you were more likely to survive. Well, obviously, now that's not the case. Sabertooth tigers aren't out to get us, but our brains still work the same. We have this need to survive and us as humans, we're social creatures, so we rely on another human being to make us feel safe. So, how that plays into relationships. Some people, everybody experiences this, but people respond to it differently. So, if you are in a relationship and you're afraid to be by yourself, like you're super scared of being alone and single, your immediate response to this survival instinct, you respond in an impulsive way. Whereas somebody who is okay with being by themselves, when they get into these fight or flight situations in their relationship, like they get into a fight or something like that, they don't act impulsively and have unhealthy behaviors to solve the problem out of fear and survival instincts. They're able to logically think the problem through and have a reaction that serves them better in the long run and is just overall healthier for the greater good of themselves and the relationship. So what do I mean by these unhealthy behaviors? An example, actually I have four, because when I was going through this, I was writing out the show notes and I was like, okay, there's so many examples of ways that people act out of fear in their relationship that they don't even realize. But there was four big ones that immediately popped into my brain and I was like, yep, that's what I want to cover. So the first one is going to be sacrifices. (sighs) Whoever, (laughs) whoever started going around telling people, oh, relationships are built on sacrifices. Um, In order to be in a healthy relationship, you have to be okay with sacrifices. I'm going to go ahead and say, fuck that. I have never in my life made a sacrifice and I've been happy ever. Like maybe it made the relationship seem a little bit less intense or made my partner less angry with me with which in result led to me not feeling so much tension but at the end of the day I don't see how sacrifices are healthy here's why a sacrifice put in a very simple way is you giving up something in order to add value to somebody else okay so let's look at that in a situation Let's say you really love to go out with your girls every Friday night. Friday night is your girls' night, and you dress up, you have fun, have some drinks, hit the town, whatever it may be that you do. And your boyfriend is not too fond of that because it makes him nervous that you're looking all cute and dressed to the nines, feeling like a bad bitch, and maybe some of your friends are single, so guys are going to come up and flirt with you, and that makes him really insecure and uncomfortable. In this scenario, let's say he says, hey, I don't want you going out with your girls anymore, or I don't like when you go out drinking and I'm not there, or whatever the situation may be. So you give up going out with your girls, okay? 
That is you taking away something from your life that brings you joy in order to make him feel better, in order for him to feel more comfortable and happy, which that just does not make sense because first of all, it should make your partner happy to see you doing something that makes you happy, right? But not only that, why would you change any part of your life for somebody else's insecurities, because that's really all that comes down to. What that tells me is your partner is prioritizing their insecurities and their comfortability over your happiness. And I don't know about you, but I personally don't want anybody like that in my life. I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who prioritizes their insecurities over my happiness. So, when you are making sacrifices, that's you essentially molding your life to fit their standards or to fit their expectations. And are you living your life for you or are you living your life for them? That's what you should be asking yourself. And the answers should be you. You should be living your life for you the way you want to do it. And if somebody's not happy with that, you should be okay with letting that person go because they're clearly not a right match for you. They're clearly not the right puzzle piece. Now, compromise. That is something I can get behind. Why? Because a compromise involves two people, neither one giving anything up, but they meet in the middle to make both sides happy and comfortable. Example, let's use the same one with Friday night girls night, okay? go out with the girls every Friday night, that makes your man really uncomfortable. A compromise could be you checking in once in a while or you letting him know, hey, I'll be back at this time or, you know, whatever. Or maybe every Friday night you go out with the girls, so that's his time to go out with the guys. Take his mind off of it. He can go out and do his own thing and you can go do your own thing. I think that's an even better solution, honestly, because then you're both living your individual lives and having friend time. So a compromise is way better than a sacrifice because sacrifice, somebody's giving something up while the other party is just living their life the exact same. It's not fair. It's not equal. Where a compromise, two people come to an agreement in the middle that both are happy with and no one's having to change anything about their lifestyle for the other person. And that's the way that it should be. So if you're making a lot of sacrifices in your relationship, that's a clear sign that you are impulsively acting out on your fear of being alone because in your brain, you would rather give up something that makes you happy than to risk them not wanting to be with you. Because what if you tell them, no, I'm not going to not go out with the girls. And then he's like, well, I don't want to be with somebody who is trying to look for attention and blah, 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 blah. Okay, bye. You know, like that would be the easier response. But for some reason, it's not because our survival instincts is like, oh, shit, he's going to leave me if I don't give this up. So I have to give this up or else I'm alone. And that's not good. No, just work on making compromises instead. If they can't do that, they're not the right match for you. A second example of an unhealthy behavior that happens out of impulsive behavior due to the fear of being alone is you avoid conflict. What I mean by this, 
you are scared to speak up about the things that bother you or you have anxiety around talking to your partner about issues you have in the relationship because you're afraid it will cause a fight. Your caveman brain subconsciously is thinking, what if I tell him this and he gets pissed off and upset and he says he's not going to change and then he doesn't want to be in this relationship anymore or that means that I'm just going to have to either live with an unhappy relationship or be alone and being alone is not what we want here so we just go into freak out mode, right? The thing is, it's so, (laughs) it is so frustrating when I have girls come to me, women, men, I have so many people come to me and they'll vent to me about their problems and I'm like, wow, yeah, like that's a really big issue. Have you talked to them about it? And then there's a long pause and they're like, no. What? What do you mean? What, What are you doing sitting here venting about it then if you haven't even talked to them about it? And they almost always, they're like, well, I just don't want to piss him off or I don't know. I'm just scared that he'll get mad or say blah, 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 whatever the reason may be. And it's like, you cannot be afraid to piss people off ever. Because here's the thing. When you get good at pissing people off, you get good at communicating because you learn how to have a voice and you learn how to self-validate yourself. And when you have self-validation, you no longer need those outside sources to make you feel heard, right? So then in result, you're able to stay a lot calmer in conversations or in disagreements because you know no matter how much they disagree with you, what you have to say is still important and still valid. So if you constantly are swallowing your feelings, first of all, they're going to come out eventually, right? You know how you some people just bottle up all their emotions and then one day they just explode like a ticking time bomb? That's what you're doing. So wouldn't you rather have your problems come out in a very calm, collected, mature way than to one day when you're just pushed over the edge, you just explode with all this overwhelming emotions and what you're trying to get out doesn't even come out properly because you're not even focused on sounding sane anymore. I'm going to pick the first option every single time. And here's the other thing that I really want you guys to hear and absorb. If you are afraid to speak up about how you feel, you are swallowing your emotions and your feelings and somebody else gets to continue the negative behavior and know that you're not going to say shit right? Women don't appreciate a yes man. Who likes a guy who just, oh, you want this? Sure. Like, right away, I'll get on top of that. Oh, you want this? Yeah, I'll do that too. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. And they're just a constant yes man. Who has respect for a yes man? I don't. If somebody's just going to be a puppet, I don't really have a lot of respect for them. Not because I'm not a good person. It's just human nature. We're going to take advantage of as much as we can take advantage of. So you're essentially allowing yourself to be taken advantage of because they know they can just do whatever they want and you're never going to say shit about it. And you're not going to get any respect for that. You actually get respect for standing up for yourself. So Avoiding conflict 
shows that you are so scared of risking being alone that you would rather mute yourself and just be somebody's convenience. And you're not somebody's convenience. You are a person and you deserve just as much respect as you give them in return. Third thing that kind of shows, okay, you're probably really afraid to be by yourself. You don't have a balanced life between your work life, your family, friends, alone time, your spirituality, your relationship. All of these things kind of fit into the wheel of life. And if you're spending too much time or energy into one slice of that wheel, the rest kind of just wither because they're not being nurtured. You're not taking care of those other parts of your life. And so you lose interest and they lose stimulation. So, and I'm sure everybody has some experience with this. We all know that one friend where as soon as they get into a relationship, it's like you never see them again. This is an example of that because they get And it's normal. It's normal at the beginning of every relationship. I do this too. In the beginning of a relationship, you are so excited about this new person. So you spend a lot of time with them. You're trying to get to know them better. And you think about them all the time. And it's just, it's exciting. It's like a new toy. But eventually you need to reel it back in and balance all of that out. Because what ends up happening if you don't It absorbs all of your energy and your focus. And let's say shit hits the fan, right? You get into a big fight. Well, now your whole life just feels like shit hit the fan. And I I have personally experienced this a lot. I actually have had a previous relationship where I spent way too much time with my partner. And in result, I started losing my sense of individuality which is really common. If you don't have a balanced life and all you do is spend time with your partner in your relationship, you lose a sense of being your a sense of being individual and knowing who you are and what you want and what you like to do, what you don't like to do, your interests, what friends you like to hang out because you're not even hanging out with your friends anymore. And so you start relying on that relationship for stimulation and if the relationship starts to go to shit, then you overall feel this sense of like boredom with your life when really it's not that your whole life is boring, it's that the other parts of your life got engulfed essentially by your relationship. So you don't have any outside stimulation and that's really unhealthy that's like codependent relationships are so fucking unhealthy you guys so that's another example of you're afraid to be alone because you just can't separate from your partner the fourth one is the fear that you can't or won't be able to find anything better out there which I looked it up. There's 7.7 billion people in this world. I assure you, you can find somebody who loves you just as much, if not more, than your current partner. But for some reason in our brains, if we've had only shitty relationships in the past and we finally meet this one person that's better than all the rest, we're like, okay, well, it can't get much better from here. 
And so in result, we just put up with whatever is handed to us, essentially, because we would rather put up with what we got than to risk never having anything as good again, you know, which is just, that's such an unrealistic fear. I really need you guys to understand that. But not only that, what this really comes down to is a lack of self-love and independence. And I know that sounds very cliche and woo-woo, but just listen, if you don't have enough self-love and self-reliance, you are always going to rely on somebody else to make you feel that love. And essentially, in my brain, that's kind of like artificial happiness because then you're just going through your whole life relying on other people to make you feel happy. So it's like secondhand happiness. You're not even producing it yourself. You're looking for it through other people. And that's just so dangerous. Think about it. What if everybody in your life just gone? What are you going to do? Are you just going to be miserable? forever? Like, no, you can't always rely on everybody to make you feel good. Yeah, it's nice to have friends that make you happy and a partner that makes you happy, but you should already be happy on your own. And if you're not, being in a relationship is probably not the best option for you right now because naturally you're going to rely on that person to fill those holes. So with these four things in mind, Maybe you're making too many sacrifices in your relationship. Maybe you avoid fighting with your partner and that's something that is getting in the way of you being able to voice how you feel. You could also potentially not have enough balance in your life. Your relationship is absorbing way too much time and energy and so you're not getting stimulation from any other areas. So you're relying on your relationship to keep you stimulated and entertained. Where if that relationship starts to go to shit, your whole life feels like it's starting to go to shit. And the last one that we just covered, you feel like you can't find anything better. And so you're staying in a relationship because you're scared to let go of something that might be good when really you should just be relying on yourself for that happiness and relationships should just be additives to your life, not the focal point, you know? So with all of these in mind, how can we get on top of this? How can we stop our brain from when we get into these survival mode instincts of, oh shit, if I don't do this, I might be single and single's bad. So I'd rather do an unhealthy behavior than to be single. Let's stop that and let's be a little logical here and let's think about what's a healthier way of going about this fear that we have of being alone. And I was sitting here thinking about it for a while and I realized I think all you can do is teach yourself to not be afraid to be alone. And I know that sounds super stupid, like, oh yeah, really? Like, huh, what an original fucking thought. Like, <laughs> but there's like actual ways you can teach yourself to feel more comfortable because it's a, it's a subconscious fear we have, right? So there's three things that I came up Actually, two I came up with. One, I am referring to another podcast that I listened to, but we'll get to that, that I believe can really help you grow independence, individualism, and not be so scared to be by yourself and even boost your self-esteem a little bit. The first one is practice being by yourself for a whole day without your partner involved at all. All right, so what this will look like. 
You wake up one morning and you send your partner a text. Hey, I'm going to take a me day and I'm going to disconnect from my phone. So I'm not going to be on it very much and I'm not going to be texting very much. It's nothing against you, has nothing to do with you, nothing personal. You didn't do anything wrong. I just need a day to be alone with myself and my thoughts. If they're mature, they'll understand and support you. If they're not and they freak out and they're like, oh, well, I must have done something wrong. Like, I just don't understand. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, that's just earning more points as to why you should get the fuck out of that relationship. All right, so we're going to leave it at that. But you're going to text them in the morning and say, hey, I'm taking a me day. It's nothing personal. I will check back in with you tonight before I go to bed or something like that. What I want you to do during this day are things that make you happy or fun things. Maybe you go to top golf with your friends or go out for drinks. Or if you're not old enough to drink, get a fake. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you get the point. Do fun things with yourself or with your friends. And maybe you're gonna do your hair and your makeup and feel like a bad bitch and sing to some Megan the Stallion or whatever the hell it is that you listen to and you're just going to be having a vibing day with yourself, right? What I don't want you to do is lay in bed all day watching Netflix because the whole point of this day is to show yourself and your subconscious mind, hey, I can be without my partner and I can still have a really good time. I can still have fun. I can still have a great day without my partner involved. That's the goal we're trying to get to because the more you do this and the more you train your brain and your subconscious mind, it's okay to be alone, the more comfortable you'll be with that and the more confident you'll be in your relationship to stand up for yourself and what you believe in and not have to make all these sacrifices or bite your tongue every time you have a problem. If this is difficult for you, if it's hard for you to go a whole day without talking to your partner, that should show you how bad you need this because that means you have codependent problems and you have attachment issues. And I'm sorry if that sounds harsh. I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm being real here because I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. If it's hard for you to go a whole day without talking to your partner, you have attachment problems and you just need to practice even more. The second thing that you can do to help your subconscious mind feel more comfortable being alone, which in result will build your confidence, is build stronger platonic relationships. I want to emphasize platonic <laughs> because girls just love to do this cute little thing where we flirt with guys and, oh, they're just my friend. But like, let's be real, ladies. I'm going to be the one to say it you low-key are keeping them on the back burner in case shit hits the fan, all right? That is just another way of you being afraid to be alone. <laughs> that is your brain protecting you and saying, okay, well, if plan A goes to shit, at least there's plan B. So you still feel comfortable, like you're not going to be alone even if you break up, okay? So that is not a solution. Platonic relationships. We want friends that guy or girl doesn't matter, but we want to set up a support system so that if shit does hit the fan or if we realize, okay, this relationship isn't mature enough for me or this relationship isn't a right match, we're able to confidently leave knowing that we still have a support system and people we can go to. We don't feel so isolated and alone in our thoughts. 
So hanging out with your friends more, going back to having balance. If you're not hanging out with your friends enough, you're sabotaging that balance and you're eventually making yourself feel trapped in your relationship. So make sure you keep up with these friendships so that you still have a support system outside of your relationship. Now the third one, this one is from the podcast called No Fucks Given by Sarah Knight. You should really listen to it. I love this episode. It's I think the first or the second one, but she goes into explaining how she makes a list of different categories in her life. So her friend category, her family, work life, alone time, relationship, all those little pieces of the pie in the wheel, right? And she writes under each category all the things that she does. So maybe with friends, every Monday or Tuesday, they have a watch party for a show that they all watch or something like that, or Game of Thrones. I don't know what night Game of Thrones comes on. I'm sorry. I don't watch that, but just work with me here. So they have like a watch party on Monday or Tuesday, okay? Or maybe they all like to do Sunday brunch, or maybe you visit your parents every Sunday, or maybe you, every Friday, instead of going out with the girls, you go out with your boyfriend and meet up with his friends, and maybe you don't actually really like their, his friends that much, you know? So, you write out this list of all the things that are going on in your life, and you cross off the shit you don't give a fuck about. So, let's say you go out with your boyfriend and his friends, and that's not something that actually brings you happiness. You just do that so you're hanging out with your boyfriend. That would be something you cross off the list. Or maybe you go to these watch parties, but you don't even really like Game of Thrones. So, why are you wasting your time going to this watch party that you don't even enjoy? That would be something you cross off your list. The way that I'm applying this to training your subconscious to be okay with being alone is if you go through this list and start crossing off all the shit that doesn't make you happy, you start feeling a sense of like, you know what? I don't care about that. So I don't have to do that. And you start having more of a backbone and standing up for yourself and your time, right? Because time is limited and time is valuable. So why are we wasting it doing shit we don't want to be doing? So you cross off all these things and now what's left is only things you give a shit about and you have all this open space that you can fill up with more things that bring you happiness or new hobbies. Maybe you start going to the gym now that you have all this freed up time and going to the gym makes you feel sexy and it makes you feel good and you're healthy and it boosts your confidence even more. Or maybe you start reading more books and so you're building more knowledge and that makes you feel really intelligent. We start doing things for ourselves with this extra time. So these are three things that you should be practicing regardless if you are or aren't afraid to be alone, but especially if you are afraid to be alone, this is really going to help train your subconscious to build that independence and just feel so much comfortable under any circumstance you're in. Because if you get into the worst fight of your life with your relationship, you aren't in this panic mode of survival, like fight or flight, where you have to 
mold yourself in order to stay in this relationship, right? You're able to still stay true to yourself, what you want, what you believe in. You have a sense of individuality and you know who you are. And if somebody doesn't fit that, you're okay with saying, okay, this isn't the right match. And you're able to walk away and yeah, every breakup's going to suck, but this one isn't going to be detrimental to your mental health. So if you're feeling stuck in that realization stage, like you're not going anywhere or you feel trapped in your relationship or there's just problems that keep coming up and you just don't know what to do, maybe you're just afraid to be alone and you're not able to stand up for yourself or stand up for what you believe in and what makes you happy on your own. We need to build up that individualism so then you can figure out and problem solve using more logical strategies than just impulsively acting out of emotion and fear. So I hope some of these tips help you or apply to your life or maybe all of them do. Please make sure to like and share. I appreciate and love every ounce of support that you guys have been giving me. It is just so amazing. Next Monday, we're going to get into reason number two. I'm very excited about this one. It's kind of covering... I mean, I titled it, You Could Be the Problem, but essentially what it's getting at is maybe you just don't understand how to communicate effectively with your partner. And so we need to break down what are your love languages or what are your attachment styles and how is that playing a role into your relationship? So I'm really excited for that one because that one is super psychology based and I just, ah, I love it. But thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of Logically in Love. I love you all. My Instagram is Savannah underscore Gamblin. It's like gambling without the G. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.